Thanks for joining us for the latest message at Island Church. We're talking here on the Spirit-led life. Amen. The Spirit-led, being, being led, how to be led by the Holy Spirit. You say, why, why are we talking about these things? Why is that important? Because listen, church, as as born-again people of, of the Most High God, as sons and daughters of the Most High God, there is no other way you should be living your life except being fully led by the Spirit in everything that you're doing. Amen. And I'm talking about in everything you're doing, not just in a couple things, but we need to be in tune with Him in everything that we're doing. Why? Because He's our comforter, church. Listen, he's our counselor. He's our confidant. He's the one that's with us. I mean, he's the one that, that Jesus has anointed and sealed us with. Anointed and sealed us with. How many of y'all know that Jesus has anointed you and he has sealed you? I mean, let, let's go there. Let's go to those verses here in, in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 1 here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Yeah, let's just yeah, jump up here. Yeah, let's go back on up to, to verse 16 here. And it says, And to pass by you into Macedonia, and to come again uh, out of Macedonia unto you, and to be brought on our way towards Judea. Now listen, this is, this is Paul. He's talking to the church at Corinth. And he's saying, listen, you know, I'm, I was going pa- to pass by you as I was going into Macedonia, going into uh, Philippi, going into Berea, going to Thessalonica. I was going to pass by you, go to those cities. And then when I came out of those, I was going to come to you before I went to Jerusalem. Amen. This is, this is what he's talking about here. He goes, when I was therefore thus minded, he goes, did I use likeness? Or the things that I per, uh, per, uh, purpose, he goes, did I purpose according to the flesh that, that, I, that, that with me there should be a yea and a nay? Now l- listen to this, let, let me, because I got that tongue tied, so let me uh, do it out of the Amplified. It says, now because, he goes, I changed my original plan, he goes, was I being unstable or capricious? Was I being, was I being fickle or, or changeable? Or what, or what I plan do I do according to my flesh? Listen, church, you know, Paul's saying, listen, did, did I make any, do I, do I ever make any decisions according to my flesh? Am I capricious? Is there, is there something that's able to change me by, by coming in? Words that come in, is it able to change me and who I am, what I do, and what I think? You know, he says, do we operate in the flesh? Listen, this, this ought to be something that, that we can, can, we can stand before people and ask them the same question. Are we operating in the flesh? Do you th- did I change my mind because I operate in the flesh? Or did I change my mind because it's what the Spirit is leading me to do? I mean, because I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will change your direction at times. He'll, he'll change you and have you do different things. He's done it ever since I got filled up with the Holy Ghost, amen? But listen, it's not because, oh, I just changed my mind. I don't feel like doing things this way or that way anymore. No, it's because Holy Spirit is leading me, guiding me, and directing me. And I'm telling you, you can stand boldly when you know Holy Spirit's telling you to change. And listen, you can move from, there's many people in here that have come from different nations. Listen, when you, and the Holy Ghost is leading you to do that, listen, there is no fear in it. You immediately you just step right into it, you know, wanting to see what God's going to do for you because you know he's the one that's done it. It wasn't out of the flesh. Now, I don't know how, how you people got over here. Amen. I'm telling you, being led by the Holy Spirit is the way to go. Amen. If you're going to leave this place, being led by the Holy Spirit to leave this place is the way to go. Amen. We don't do anything outside of what he wants. Why? Because that's where the unknown is. That's where fear comes in. Amen. Because you're not stepping in the territory. You're not going hand in hand with him. And we need to be led by the Holy Ghost in everything that we do. And continuing on here, he says, he goes, why being led by the flesh like a worldly man? Are we of the world? Absolutely not. He says, ready to say yes when I, when I really mean no? He goes, was I, was I ready to say yes? Am I like a worldly person that, that said, oh, yes, 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 but I, but I really mean no? I mean, how, how many of these people are we around they, nowadays that, that you know they say yes, they know these things are, are, are a yes, 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 but you can see it in their eyes. They're not going to do it. They, 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 mean, they mean nothing of the, the sort when they give you a yes. They actually mean no. I mean, I have, I have a friend back in the States. His name is uh, Corey Stegan. He was a really good friend of mine. And, and the reason he became a really good friend of mine is right when I met him, we're, we're talking about my road because it had really big potholes in it. And I didn't have the tractor of equipment to fix it. And he was explaining to me because he's a country boy and I, I grew up in the city. So he was trying to teach me on how to do, do these things. He said, you know what? Maybe I'll just pop on over to your houses uh, here in the, in the next week or so and I'll get that sorted out for you. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, because no one's ever going to, 
to do that kind of stuff, especially to someone you really don't know. Amos is like, okay, that sounds good. Well, I'll tell you what, Saturday morning rolled around, and I got a call at 6.30 in the morning. I'm like, who in the world's calling me? It was him. And you could hear the tractor running. He's on the phone on the tractor. He's like, hey, buddy, I'm about a mile from your house. I'm, I'm pulling over. I'll get your road fixed up. And I, I knew right then. I said, that, that one, he's real. He's real. Why? Because his, his yes was actually a yes. And it wasn't a no. I'm telling you, church, we got, we got to get to this place. And I'm telling you, this generation, it seems like we're in, they have no value for their word. And I'm telling you, that, that should not be. We are not like worldly men and women. We, we are the church. Amen. We say yes, it ought to be a yes. Amen. We say no, it ought to be a no. Amen. No, no middle ground on, on the inside of us. Amen. If we can't be like this world culture, amen, or if we end up being like the world culture, I'm telling you, it's going it's, it's to impose a lot of problems on the inside of us. Amen. I mean, even if we, even if we, even in the simple things, church, even the simple things, we got to let our yes be yes. You say what I'm talking about. I'm talking when you when you say you're going to show up and do something at one o'clock. Listen, show up at one o'clock. That doesn't mean show up at one thirty. That doesn't mean show up at one forty-five. That doesn't mean show up the next day or two o'clock. Now we need to be men and women of our word. When we speak something, we do it. Amen. My dad taught me it since I was a little kid. If you're not ten minutes early, you're late, and that's something good to live by. But but listen, we don't do it because we're trained that way. We do it because we're we're men and women of integrity. Amen. When God when we speak something, it's like God speaking to it, it won't change. Amen. Unless Holy Ghost tells us to do something different. Amen. We got to be men and women. You say, why is that? Because listen, this is the measure of the credibility of your integrity. Amen. If we can't, if we can't, if we can't have a yes be yes and a no be no, listen, the credibility of our integrity will we'll get, will get, uh, will get tarnished. Because it's not only, these things don't only compromise us, guys. It compromises the one we represent. Amen. And so many, and so, see, so many of us, that's why we have a, such a hard time. Even, you know, we look through the word of God and, and, you know, three quarters of the church nowadays, we, you know, you can read all throughout the word of God how God is our healer and how, he's, how he prospers us and how he, he has good design for us. And we question those things. And the reason why we question those things is because we don't even have a yes to yes. So how can God be a God that, that you know, I know he told us that, but does that actually mean it's to me? Hmm? See, when we get to that place of having integrity, knowing, knowing not, I, I know who he is. I know exactly what he says will come to pass. We, look, we need to be the same way. And I'm telling you, you, people begin to trust you. When they trust you, they'll begin to trust the words you have to say about the Lord. You know, when you start saying that he will do that, they say, man, I know. I, there's, there's, a guy, there's a guy down in Dublin. He was sitting there talking, talking to some people after I ministered a message, and they're they're talking some things, and he doesn't really necessarily agree with everything that I preach, and and they're like, ah, he's like, ah, you know, I, I don't know about that, you know, I, I I don't know about everything Pastor Ryan says. He goes, but I tell you what, he goes, I know that man doesn't lie. He goes, and I know he believes it. And I said, he goes, and I will open up my ears to hear some of the things he has to say just because I know who he is, amen. And when I, because when I speak to him, I'm telling you, it's going to come to pass, amen. Why? Because I believe it. I know there's credibility in the things that we speak. Listen, church, we ought to all be like that. We all, had, we all need to have credibility in the things that, that are coming out of our mouths, amen. See, the world has taught us, you know, it's, it's sometimes easier just to, you know, just sprinkle a whole lot of sugar, amen, on the things that we say, amen, and just make, make people happy. Tell them what they want to hear, and then we'll go off and do what we want to do. Yeah, they'll forget about it anyhow. I mean, this, this, is, why, this is what the culture of the world's teaching us to do. But I'm telling you, you know, Jesus, he had no reproach in him. There was no guile in him. He, you know, listen, he, he spoke the word, and he spoke it with confidence. He spoke with boldness. Oh, there, was, there was sugar put on it, but listen, it, it, there was no bend in it. Amen. It was a yay was a yay, and a no was a no. Amen. Listen, we gotta we gotta be full of, of this holiness and righteousness as well when we treat when we when we minister the word, when we minister anything, even in our regular lives, that these things will be will be completed. Full stop with us. Amen. Now listen, getting back on track here. It says in verse eighteen, it says, "But as God is true, our word to read you." was not a yea and a nay. 
for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who preached among you by us, even by, by me and uh, Silas and Timothy, was not a yea and a nay, but was in him a yea. For all the promises of God in him are, 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 are for all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, under the glory of God by us. Now, Paul was saying, listen, even when me and Paul, uh, Timothy and Silas were ministering to you, you know, uh, ministering to you Christ and the promises of God, he goes, there was no no in it. It was always a yes. I mean, if Jesus has spoken, it was always a yes. It was always a yes. It was always a yes. And Jesus, it's always the divine yes. It's not a no. Amen. It's anything that he's promised us, it's not maybe it will happen, maybe it won't. No, it's always a divine yes. You know, you hear this all the time. Oh, God answers prayers. He always answers prayers. Sometimes it's a maybe. Sometimes it's a not now. And sometimes it's just a no. That is absolute rubbish. That's come out of religion that has no faith when they're coming to ask God anything according to his will. Because see, God says anything that I promised you in your word, in his word, listen, it is a divine yes. Amen. We just got to get to be in the place we come to amen it. We come into agreement with it. When we don't come into agreement with it, you will not receive it. Amen. Just like healing, just like anything in your life. If we can't come and give it the amen, if we can't get to the place where we say, okay, these things are done, it will not be done in our lives. Amen. It's as simple as that. Last time I checked, it says for all the promises. It didn't say just one of the promises or there's two of the promises or, you know, I'll answer one of your promises, but, you know, call them over there. I'm sorry, call them. You don't get it. You know, brother, you don't get it either. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll give you half of one and maybe I'll give you one over here. That's not the way God says. He says every promise I put in my word, it's a divine yes. I mean, we could just, and we could close, we could close the Bible right now and close up shop right now. I'm telling you, that, that, that's a word the church needs to hear. Amen. If Jesus has promised it, it's a done deal. It's already done. But what do we got to do? All the promises in him are yes and amen unto the glory of God by him. How many of y'all know that Jesus doesn't give the amen? Jesus isn't the one. Jesus is the one that says yes. He, he spoke the promises. He says yes. But he's not the one that gives the amen. Who's the amen coming from? It's coming from us. It comes from us. What, what, is, what does amen mean? It means so, so let it be. Amen. It's, it means so be it. It's, it's, a, it's, the, it's the old way of saying yes. I'm coming into absolute agreement with that. It shall be done. Amen. This is why when we're talking in the, in, in the services, you know, you know, ministers are always saying amen. They're saying, Do you, can you agree with that? Can you put your mouth on that? Can you come into agreement with the word? This is why we confess things here in the scripture. Why? Because we're trying to get you to the place where you're, you're speaking the word of God, believing the word of God. Why? So an amen can rise up on the inside of you and you say, so be it, it's done. So be it, it's done. I believe your word. I trust your word. I trust your promises. It's done. It's done right here and right now. Every, every promise you had, it's every, every all-encompassing word of yours, it is absolutely done. Why? Because our faith, when, we get, when our faith gets aligned up with this amen, listen, it sparks these, these promises into fruition in our lives. Hmm? They're not just going to happen. They're not just going to happen. See, God didn't call just some to walk in divine health and some... You know, to, to get healed every now and then. That, that's not, that's not, no, he, he, he's called all of us to walk in divine health. Why? But, but see, we have to have an amen to that. Amen? He didn't call just a couple of us to prosper. He says, listen, if you can, if you can trust my word, I will prosper you. Why? We just got to come to amen with that. Amen. Hmm? He says, you know, if, you, if you'll just lay hands on the sick, if you can get an amen to that, he goes, I will heal them. But see, we got to get an amen to that. We got to get faith moving on the inside of us. We got we got to allow these things to start jumping out of our mouth to where we believe Him and begin to operate on each and every one of them. Amen. Listen, church. We cannot come into the agreement. We don't we don't come into amen with what what the, what the adversary has to say. Hmm? 
We can't give an amen to what the adversary has to say. See, the adversary is the one where, uh, uh, telling us, listen, you're, you know, you, you're sick. You're the one that you can't be prosperous. You can't change your city. You can't do this. You can't change your family. You can't get someone healed. You, your, your children are lost. See, this, this is the adversary that comes into that. And so many of us give an amen to that. Amen. But, but all the promises when Jesus says, listen, you and your whole household shall be saved. We have a hard time putting an amen to that. Well, see, that's the promise. We don't listen to what the thief has to say. Amen. We need to put our amen to what his promises say. Amen. And start putting the hand up, start, start taking captive what the Lord is saying earlier. Squash that nasty thing when it comes to you. Don't allow it to get sown into our spirits to where it changes everything in the wrong direction for us. Amen. We need to give him to the amen. The amen to what he has for each and every one of us. It says for all. All the promises, not just a couple of them, all the promises in God, in him, in Christ Jesus, are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us, by his church. Now he which establishes us, which you in Christ hath appointed us as God, and he has sealed us, and he has given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. I'm telling you, that, that is a powerful verse. These are the verses I wanted to get to here. You know, I, I love this. It's talking about here as the, we as the body of Christ, we come in complete, when we, when we come into complete union with Christ, when we come into complete union with the head here, he says that he establishes us. He establishes us, meaning he assembles us together with Christ. How many of you know that he is the head, we are the body? He assembles us, not just me, but he assembles me with, with Pastor Kimberly and with Tamara and with Mama Cat, amen, and with Ben and with everyone else. He, he assembles us all together. Why? So we can be his body. Walking, oh, yeah, I'll say that too. It's not, it's not the, the arm is the Presbyterians and, and the leg is the Catholics. No, no. He assembles us all together, amen. Any of the believers, he begins to assemble us, establish us, and complete us together. Amen. But it's all for the believer. Amen. He says he establishes us and he anoints us. He establishes us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. I love that. He has anointed us. Anyone know what that word anoint means? It's that Greek word creo. It means to, to consecrate by anointing. It means to rub or smear with oil, amen, to, to dedicate for, for service. Amen. You say, what does consecration mean? I mean, it just means to set apart. It means to separate as holy under the things of God, which I'm telling you, if you can just listen to that, when, G, when the Lord says here that he has uh, established us and he has anointed us, he's saying, Jesus is saying, listen, I've, I've appointed you. I've set you apart. I've declared you holy by what? By smearing my spirit upon your spirit, by taking the Holy Ghost and just smearing it all over your spirit, making it one with you, anointing your spirit. Jesus says, listen, I'm, I'm, this, is, this, is my, this is my dedication to you. This is my guarantee unto you by smearing, by anointing that spirit upon your spirit. It says that he sealed us in verse 22. It says he has anointed us and he sealed us and he's given us the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. Listen, listen to this in the, in the Amplified. It's lovely here. It says, it says, he hath, he hath appropriated and acknowledged us as his by putting his seal upon us and has given us his Holy Spirit in our hearts by as a security deposit, as a guarantee of the fulfillment of his promise. You know, when we talk about sealing, sometimes, I don't know about you, but when I, when I first started reading these things and I was talking about sealing, I was thinking about, about it more like a house. You know, how you want to get your, your house sealed up to where, to where hot air doesn't come out of it, right? You know, you want to keep all the heat in, so, so we do all these different things. We put, you know, insulation in, you, you get the cracks taken care of to where, to where nothing comes out. Well, that's not necessarily what the Lord's talking about there, because he says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Everything that he places on the inside of us, he wants it to come out of us. See, that's why he put salvation on the inside of you, not so you can keep it all for yourself. So you can give it to other people. That's why he's placed healing on the inside of you. So you can give that healing to other people that are around you. That's why he wants you to prosper. Why? So Not so you can get all the fancy stuff and keep it all to yourself. No, so you can prosper the people and the church and the body that's around you. This is why God's placed these things. Out of our bellies shall flow rivers 
of living water. So if, if, he's, if he's, you know, putting these rivers of living water, if everything's designed to come out of us, that's not what he's talking about here. What's he talking about? When he's talking about sealing us, it's more like sealing one of the old-timey scrolls, or if you're going to seal a letter, and the last piece that comes over, they poured wax upon it, and then they put their signet ring on it. So it was sealed with the wax, and it had your signet ring on it showing whose it was, whose possession it was, or who was the one that did the sealing. I mean, this is what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, I have sealed you. I've sealed you like an important document. Amen. I've, I've sealed you. It's, all, it's, like a, it's, like, it's like a wedding ring here. You know, how many of y'all know this, this wedding ring, it represents marriage? But see, this is not my covenant. This is not, this is not my marriage. You say, what do I mean by that? See, I can, I can take off this ring and I can hand it over here to Adrian. He can put it on his finger, but that doesn't make him married to my wife. I mean, that's not the covenant. It's something that, that represents it, right? It's part, it's part of it. It represents it. But see, if I have this on or off, we're, we're, we're still in covenant with one another. Why? Because it's my desire to be in marriage. It's my covenant that, that we have with one another to be in marriage. See, see it's like the, the Holy Ghost here. This is what Jesus is saying. This marriage that, that, he, is, that he has brought for uh, the church and for himself, he's given us Holy Spirit as a guarantee, as a security deposit, as a passion translation, as an engagement ring. The Holy Ghost, he's, he's given us the Spirit of God as an engagement ring to what? To, to, to give proof to us that, that everything that he's promised is coming to pass. We will be with him forever. We'll get to live with him forever. We'll be in heaven when we're in heaven. We'll be down back down here on this earth when he's back down here on this earth. Everything that he has promised, we have that engagement ring that, that he is the bridegroom, amen, and we are the bride. And he gave you the Holy Spirit as proof. He gave you, he said, listen, the same spirit that raised me from the dead, the same spirit that allowed me to heal the sick, I put the same thing on the inside of you. What is that like? It's like your engagement ring showing you're mine. Why? Because we look the same. We talk the same. We're going to heal the same. We raise the dead the same. Why? Because it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit. It's our, it's our guarantee. It's our security deposit of who he is. Now the only thing you have to do, instead of shaking your head like, I don't know. I don't really know if I can do that. I don't know if God is that good. No, you come into an amen with it. Why? Well, see, this is what God has spoke. God has said these things. And what do you do? It's a promise he's given to us. This, that ring, the Holy Spirit is our engagement ring. It's a promise that he's given to us. Can we come into amen with it? And we say, yes, we'll, we'll allow you to lead us. Yes, we'll allow you to direct us. Yes, we'll allow you to, to, to have the reins of our life. Because I trust you. I, I trust you. Your promises will come to fruition. See, if, we are, if we're the children of God, if we're in union with him, if we have Holy Spirit, not only on the inside of us, but, but upon us, we, if we have this, this engagement ring of the Holy Ghost himself, why in the world do we go to anything else to seek leadings? Why in the world do we go to anything else to seek direction? Why in the earth do we, do we think that, that we have to have a prophet to give us, a, give us a word? We have to have a pastor to give us a word. We have to have someone that reads tarot cards to give us a word. Why in the world do we think we have to have you know, visions or dreams or have an angel come to us? And I'm not saying those things are bad, but I'm saying, listen, why do we want something inferior when you have the creator of the heavens and the earth? He's on the inside of you. I mean, you know, it was the Holy Ghost that was out doing the work, amen? God had the design of everything. Jesus spoke these things, and the Holy Ghost did. Amen. The Holy Ghost was the one brooding over the earth. He's the one that, that brought these things into fruition. And he's the same one that's living on the inside of you. Oh, come on, church. He's the same one that's living on the inside of you. Amen. If we can just, if we can just come into an agreement with these things, listen, to, I'm telling you, it will change your life forever. It'll change your life forever if we will seek to those things. We, we will stop putting our trust in everything else and put our trust wholly in him. In Proverbs uh, 20, 27, which is one of our foundational scriptures here, it says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. It says the spirit of man is the candle. He is the torch. He is the, the spotlight. He is the floodlight of the Lord. Amen. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. Meaning, meaning God himself, he's shining the light. That's, that's where he speaks to us. That's where he directs us. He doesn't speak to your mind. Amen. God does not speak to our mind. He speaks. He speaks. He shines his light. He illumines. 
illuminating life is on our, on our spirits. Amen. And this, this is where he speaks. Amen. I'm telling you, our minds, our minds will get you in absolute trouble. Amen. Why? Because they're led by your carnal flesh if it's not renewed by the word of God. Amen. Our minds can be affected. They can be tainted. You know, we can have knowledge or religious training, amen, that, that, that gets us thinking a certain way. And I'm telling you, it will, it will hinder you in everything that you're doing. You know, it, it amazes me when we're out at, the, at, this, uh, at this camp here last week, you know, seeing these, seeing these young people. And I, I, uh, I, I prayed for two of them at the altar call and then one after the service. And I'm telling you, this, those two that were, that were in the service, I'm telling you, the power of God, the anointing of God just jumped all over them. Amen. I was talking to Pastor Jason. He was sitting next to me. He was like, oh, my Lord. He goes, I was having a hard time standing there. Why? Because, see, they had it. They, you know, that's why the Lord says, listen, we need to be like little children with our faith. Why? Because, see, they said, you know, Pastor, if you're saying it, Mom and Dad, if you're saying it, I believe it, and I want it right now. And, it, and I'm telling you, and they are wide open, and they just came all over them. Amen. But, see, when you get adults, and we've had religious training, we've had stuff going on in our lives, we tend to fight with things. Why? Because we put our mind on everything. We just don't want to come into agreement with what God says. We've we got to figure it out intellectually. You know, my, my wife, I was always said, you know, she, she, grew up, she grew up as a Christian uh, most of her life, or all of her life, really, I guess. She grew up in church. I didn't. Amen. I didn't start going to church until, I, until after we got married. Amen. This is what I was talking about. We, you know, there, 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 are some, there are some issues, and it, and it caused a lot of problems in our lives. Amen. But listen, when, when it came to, to the Lord leading us, we, got at, we, we started going to the Baptist church. I got saved. Thank God for the Baptists. I mean, they do an amazing job about getting people saved. Amen. We, we, got, we got planted in that church, and then the Lord started leading us for something more. And we, we started getting around some of these crazy Pentecostal people. They talk in tongues. People say they're getting healed. And I was like, wow, this stuff looks pretty amazing. Started, started looking, at, looking in the Bible and seeing, oh, man, this is what Jesus Jesus is talking about this. This is what this is what the church should look like. Amen. It's what it's always designed to look like. And I started, we started wanting more and that more and that more and that we found out, listen, you need to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's something, you know, God commanded us to do. Well, listen, I didn't have a whole lot of religious training. Amen. So, so it was real easy for me. I went up, I got, I got prayed over, got baptized in the Holy Ghost, and it was amazing. I remember telling Kimberly about it, said, man, this is awesome. You know, I actually spoke in tongues. This stuff is real. I felt the presence of God. It was awesome. And she was like, man, I want that. I want it. And I was like, well, go get it. I, you know, I, don't, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. She goes, no, you pray for me. You pray for me. And I was like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know how to pray right. What do you mean pray for you? And so anyway, I, I ended up praying for her. You know, I didn't, didn't know how to talk her through some things because she had some walls up on the inside of her. Amen. Now, listen, it wasn't about a month or so later. She's off. She's off taking care of the babies in one of the, in one of the church meetings or one of the ministry meetings we're at. And, 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 and they're, they're ministering on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And she received on her own in the back. Why? Because she came into agreement. Amen. But listen, just because we have some religious training doesn't mean it's right. Now, let me say that one more time. Just because you've had religious training doesn't mean it's right. I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit of time for the Holy Ghost to start tearing down some of these walls that, we've, that people that we've respected. And not, not that they're doing it intentionally, but they, had, they didn't have the revelation, amen, to, to give us these things. I mean, we, you know, she's been taught most of her life that, you know, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, man, that, you know, speaking in tongues, that's of the devil. Amen. These, these things aren't right. You don't do these things. The gifts of the Spirit have, have stopped. But listen, church, nowhere in the Word does it actually say that. Hmm? I'll, I'll go to bat with any great theologian in the world. You can't prove it out to me. The only thing you can prove out is your experience that you have not had these things operate for you, but it's because you don't have an amen with it. Amen? Well, sometimes we've got to push those things down that we've been trained up in the past. I'm telling you, especially up in this part of the world. Amen. There's a lot of religious training that goes on around here, and sometimes we need to just put those things down to the floor. We need to, we need to allow the Holy Ghost to become our teacher and teach what the Word of God has to say, or when the teacher's teaching the Word of God, the teacher on the inside of you will line up with it, and it's either a yay or it's a nay. Amen. And you either receive it or you don't, but we do it all by the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us. I mean, I'm, I'm thank God for denominational churches, and so I thank God for everything that they've done, but listen, sometimes we need to allow line upon line, precept upon precept, revelation upon revelation to come and get, get settled on the inside of us to where we can begin to be led as the Spirit of God wants to lead us. Amen. You say, what's the problem in the church? Why, why, is, why are all the churches against one another? Because they're not led by the Spirit. Hmm? I'm not talking about just I'm talking about every church. Why, why, are, why are the churches at each other's throat? Because they're not led by the Spirit. 
Amen. He, has, he says the mature children are God ones led by the impulses of the Holy Spirit, not by intellectual knowledge. Amen. So how does the Holy Spirit lead us is what we've been talking about. You go ask this to most of your Christian friends, they'll tell you, I have no idea. And maybe it's by the pastor. Maybe it's by the prophet. Maybe it's by the word. Maybe it's by this or that. But see, that word in Romans 8, 14 tells us as many that are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. They, they are the sons of God. See, see, I'm telling you, church, as much as you may have been taught or, my, or what you may have thought, you know, things are not just case or asarah. I mean, it's not just whatever is going to happen is going to happen. That's just the way things are going to go. That, that's not the way God designed things to do. I mean, he, he designed that, 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 that will open up the door for the adversary to come into your life. I mean, because he will manipulate things. He will distort things. To where you think it's just going to happen, oh, God's going to solve it without you having to go to bat. Listen, listen, church, he'll come and make sure those things don't happen for you. It's not, it's not just case or sarah. God says he'll always lead us by his spirit. He'll always lead us by the inward witness. He'll always lead us by the still, small voice. He will never lead us by the prophets. He'll never lead us by the pastors. I mean, he's never going to lead us by the gifts of the Spirit or by the callings or the giftings in our life. He's never going to lead us by fleeces. He's never going to lead us by our own intellect or our own knowledge. Now, he can confirm things through pastors. He'll confirm things through the prophets. He'll conf- confirm things through the gifts of the Spirit, but they're not designed to lead you. You don't have to go get a word. You can go get a word of confirmation, but not a leading word in your life. Does that make sense? But sometimes... Sometimes God will lead us by the spectacular. Sometimes he'll lead us by angels. Sometimes he'll lead us by visions and dreams. Sometimes he'll lead us by the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes. Sometimes. You say, what, you say, what do I mean when I say sometimes? This is not the, the norm of how God desires to lead us. Amen. It is the supernatural tied in with the, with the spectacular. Now listen, any leading that God gives us is supernatural. But, but this is the supernatural tied in with the spectacular. Why? Because he is definitely trying to get your attention for a specific reason or a purpose. Amen. He's trying to get your attention for a specific person, uh, purpose or a reason. You say, why do, I, why do I say that he'll only do these things sometimes? Well, listen, church, we, how many of y'all want the amazing, spectacular, supernatural things happening in your life? I mean, I do. I mean, I've never seen an angel. I want to. I think it'd be awesome. You know, I'm not, you know but listen, I don't go praying for those things. I don't go asking for those things. But listen, if the Lord wants to show me an angel, praise the Lord. I, I would love to see one. Amen. But see, listen, I'm, we will not be led by those things. You say, why is that? Because I don't take a whole lot of faith. This isn't the way God desires to do things all the time because I don't take a whole lot of faith to do it. If an angel pops up into this into the, right here and starts talking to you, listen, it's not going to be too difficult to believe what he has to say. Amen. If, if you have a dream or a vision and it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you and it's not really difficult to understand and follow what he's asking us to do. But listen, that's still a small voice. I mean, that inward witness, now that, that takes faith. That takes, you know, foundation in the word of God, and it takes faith to, to come in sequence with one another or in agreement with one another to where we can do the things that God's asking us to do. You know, a, uh, a pastor friend of ours from Tulsa, Oklahoma, his name is Mark Grazee. He's uh, he's an amazing man of God. The man lived with Brother Hagen for several years, and and he, when he's talking about these gifts, he says, uh, or, or by the, being led by the Spirit, he'd say that you don't count it a bad thing if you've never had a spectacular leading in your life. Because when we have a, a spectacular leading in our life, it usually means something's huge is coming up. Amen. And God's trying to implant something. Why? Either because he can't get your attention or he needs you to, to grab a hold of this because something really crazy is about to break loose in your high, in your life. It could be a, a snare that, that's sitting right in front of you that you're fixing to walk into. It could be a change in direction in your life. It could be a call to ministry. It could be, a, you know, what, whatever it may be, but something is big is about to come into your life. And you see a lot of people, y'all know Brother Hagen in this house. He's, you know, had uh, different visions. He's had Jesus come and visit him and, and speak to him and, and different things like that. Now, now everyone's like, man, I want that. I want that. And listen, I, I do too. I, I'd love to have those things take place. But listen, the reason why God did those things for him is because he was about to minister this message of faith and healing into the nations, amen. And I'm telling you, although we love him in this house, I'm telling you, he's one of the most hated men in the world. 
you don't believe it, go look them up on YouTube. People hate them. Why? Because of the message that he was ministering to, because it went against the religious system. It went against the, the religious devils out there, and it started giving freedom back into the people, and then freedom from the word of God, freedom in the word of God from, you know, from, from the world out there. I mean, he needed something to grab a hold of when people were out picking him everywhere he went. He needed, he needed a word you know, from the Lord, something that he could, he could hold on to. Like, I, well, when Jesus visited me, you know, he spoke this. I mean, he could, always, he could always go back on that, and he could always minister that into the people, and people would receive what he has to say. Because I'm telling you, church, when all hell breaks loose in your life, amen, sometimes it's nice to have some spectacular, amen, something or other to give you the ability to stand on that, knowing that, that we're going to get through these things. But the key is, anytime we talk with these things, the key is anything spectacular always has to line up with the word it always has to line up with the Spirit of God on the inside of you. If an angel comes and speaks to you, it has to line up with the Spirit of God on the inside of you, or you're going to have to kick it to the curb, right? Why? Because we, we, we have to have these things in, in uh, they, these things have to be tied together, you know, because we're always led by the Spirit and everything we're doing, so anything that gets added to that has to line up with that Spirit on the inside of us, right? Now listen, how many of y'all know we don't have a, a scriptural right? We don't have a scriptural right Amen, to ask for these spectacular things. In Acts chapter 2, verse 17, when Peter was speaking forth, he was speaking forth his first message, you know, when everyone thought they were drunk. Amen, he came up and he started, he started quoting the prophet Joel here. And he's saying, this is, this is that which Joel was speaking of. This is that. He says, these days, it's going to come to pass in these days, says God, that I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He goes, your, your, your daughters and your, your sons are going to prophesy. Amen. Your, the young men are going to have visions and your, your old men are going to dream dreams. Amen. So if the word says that we can have these things, why is it not scriptural for us to ask for them? Amen. Now, if Holy Ghost gives you them, praise the Lord for it. Amen. But we don't need to ask for these things. I'm telling you, if we begin to get to this place where we rely on the spectacular, we're going to get ourselves in trouble. Hmm? We will get ourselves in trouble. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me show you some of these things real quick here. And we'll, oh, and we'll close up. Good Lord. And, and Acts, let me go to Acts here. Acts 27. And I'll finish this up real quick. In Acts 20, 27, verses, starting 21 here, it says, And after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me. You should have listened to me and not loosened from Crete. And we had, and we had had no uh, we would have gained and we would not have gained this harm and this loss. Now now give me a little back back you know backdrop here. You know, this is when Paul he's already been prophesied that that when this man that owns this girdle remember he's going to get bound up and when he goes into Jerusalem he went to Jerusalem got bound up you know sat underneath Felix and Festus and King Agrippa and then they and then he appealed to Caesar and then they shipped him off to to Rome. So so he's in the process of going into Rome now. Now if you jump back on here to, to verse ten here he says listen I perceive perceive that this voyage will be in hurt and much damage and not only to the lading of the ship but also into our lives he said listen listen i there, there's some problems that are about to take place he had a word of knowledge from holy spirit and said listen we ought not to pull out pull out from here because there's, there's some problems that are going to take place but no one listened to him why because they wanted to listen to the ship captain instead of the prisoner everyone understand that i'm telling you it pays to listen to the men of god sometimes they did not listen to him they got in the middle of a hurricane or a nor northern east north Northeastern, nor, nor what is that? Uh, nor, nor, nor-eastern, amen, and, and got in this major storm out in the middle, out in the middle of, of the Mediterranean there. Well, right in the middle of that, this is when Paul speaks up, and he gave him a little, I told you so. Listen, I told you, you should have listened to me. I told you there was going to be some problems coming to pass. But he says, but now listen to me. He goes, now I exhort you, in verse 22, I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. You won't lose your life if we're going to lose a ship. He goes, for there stood by, by me this night an angel of God, whose I am and whose I serve. I, I love that. Paul makes a, a great distinction here. He said, there stood an angel before me of, of, of whose God I am and whose I serve. Now, why, why did he make that distinction there? Because there are other angels. Amen. There are other, other, other created angels that aren't serving God. There are other angels. They're called the fallen angels. It's Satan. And listen, they, and they have a ministry themselves. Anyone know what their ministry is? 
Amen. It's to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. That, that's what the Bible says their ministry is. But Paul said it wasn't one of those angels that came up to him. Why? Because he had a sense on the inside of him. He had Holy Spirit on the inside of him. He said, but one of the angels of my God came and stood before me. Amen. He came and stood before me. Amen. And he says, of whose God, of whose I am and whose I serve, saying, fear not, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with you. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe that God, uh, that uh, I believe God that it shall be done even as He told me. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? Now you think this angel was real that came before that uh, couldn't uh, came and stood before Paul? Absolutely, it was. I'm telling you, there's angels. There's probably more angels in here right now than there are people. Amen. Angels are real, amen. Now, you may, just because you can't see them with your eyes, amen, they are real. Why? Because the word tells us they are, amen. God tells us that he assigns them to us. This is what the Lord tells us. But see, the one thing we can, we can uh, one of the key factors in knowing that uh, uh, an angel is from God or not or anything is from God or not is, is it provoking fear in your life? Amen. See, anytime you see Jesus come, anytime you see an angel come, the first things they come, I mean, they say, have no fear. Well, they're, not, they're not coming with fear. I mean, why? Because they're not coming to intimidate, manipulate, and control you. Amen. They're coming to, to release a peace. They're coming to release a word of God. Amen. Into each and every one of us. This is what 2 Timothy 1.7 says. God didn't give us a, a spirit of fear. He didn't give us a spirit to be timid or be in fear of the adversary and, his, and all of his ways and doing things. We don't have to be in fear of his sickness. We don't have to be in fear of anything he has. No, he's given us a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. Amen. He, he, this is who God's created us to be. Why? Because there is no fear in him. Now, and this isn't talking about the fear in a reverential fear. Amen. Now, we need to be in reverence to the things of God, that kind of fear of the Lord. But it's not a fear like you're scared something's about to take place. What does Hebrews 1.14 tell us? In the Amplified, it says, are we not... Are not all the angels ministering spirits sent out by God to serve, to accompany, to protect those who will inherit salvation? And I love that. It says, of course they are. Of course they are. What does that word minister mean? It means to serve. Who are the heirs of salvation? It's you. It's me. It's us. And then God sends them forth to minister, to serve the church. Amen. We may not be able to see them. Listen, church, but they're assigned to you. What is Luke? Luke one twenty six. Talk about this one. An angel, the angel Gabriel came and talked to, uh, came and talked to uh, Elizabeth, and he came and talked to Mary. Amen. And in verse twenty-six, it says, "In the in the sixth month, angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary." Amen. We see that this angel was uh, Gabriel sent to Mary. What for? Because I'm telling you, she needed she needed a word. She needed something that she could something spectacular she could stand on because of what she was about to do. Why she was a young girl, some say 14, some say 16 years old, and the spirit of God was to come upon her. She was engaged to another person. And God said, "I'm going to put the seed of the Messiah on the inside of you, and you're going to birth him without ever knowing a man. You're going to get to know the Holy Spirit." Amen. I'm telling you, to, to have something, to, to, to have an inward witness or someone tell you, know, you're going to have to have something spectacular, amen, to, to set on that. Why? Because she got even pushed back by her own fiance. Amen. But listen, listen, church, this is also point, this will also point to us. So listen, Mary was no different than any of the other women sitting in here. She wasn't divine. Amen. Why? See, God had to come and minister something unto her. Listen, and said, listen, I'm going to need you to grab a hold of this by faith because this is what I desire to do in you. Amen. So I'm going to send my angel. He's going to come. He's going to speak to you. He's going to be so supernatural and spectacular. Faith is going to immediately arise. The Holy Ghost will come upon you, and you'll be able to do exactly what I've asked you to do. And what happened? She did exactly what, what, the, what the Lord was willing for her to do. Amen. But listen, when we talk about these angels, and we talk about some of these things, we don't get silly, church. We're going to talk about visions and, and dreams coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Listen, we can't get silly on these things and say, listen, you know, these things happen in the Bible. This is the only way I want to hear from God. Amen. He's going to have to send me an angel. He's going to have to give me a vision. He's going to have to give me a dream. Because listen, churches, you're going to find yourself in a lot of hurt and a lot of problems. You say, why is that? Because of 2 Corinthians 11, 14. 2 Corinthians 11, 14. This is why we don't ask for these things to come into our life. Because see, that, that verse tells us that even Satan himself... 
masquerades. He disguises himself as an angel of light. Even Satan himself masquerades. He disguises himself as an angel of light. See, so many of us, we have that picture. I think we said this months ago. Some of us had that picture in our head that Satan looks like some, you know, some red, red devil with horns, a pitchfork, and a tail. That's not what he looks like. I mean, the Bible, you know, the Bible describes him as something beautiful. Amen. He, he, was, he was adorned with jewels. His name was Lucifer. He was the one bearing light. When, when the light of God was radiating from the throne, it, it reflected off of him, and it, it was glorious as he was, as he was worshiping until iniquity was found in him. But iniquity made him ugly on the inside, but he's not ugly on the outside. He will masquerade. He'll come to you as an angel of light and make you think he's a good angel, make you think he's Jesus, make you think he's anything if we don't have a foundation in the word of God and the spirit of God on the inside of us. Listen, church, we, can, we love these things. We, we desire these things. We know, God, it's amazing. They're spectacular, but they have to line up with the word because Satan will fool you 100% of the time. Why? Because he knows the word better than you. He knows the word better than most of the church or all the church. He's had thousands of years to study these things. Amen. He's not, he's not, and he is a great manipulator. Where does mankind learn it from? They learn it from him. Amen. He's a great manipulator, and he will do these things if we allow him to do it. Amen. He'll tell you to go kill your neighbor. They just ran over your roses. Don't go pray for them. Don't go bake them a cake. No, you go take a gun. You blow their brains out. He goes, that, that'll get them back for doing that to you. Go jump off the bridge. You're worthless. You're no good. Go jump off that bridge. That's, that's the only thing you need to be doing. Listen, church, that's the adversary speaking to you. Amen. That's when we take a hold of those thoughts. We take them captive. We put them underneath the word of God. That's the adversary. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy you if you allow him to do it. We got to learn who's speaking to us. Learn when to say no. Say, speak to the hand, devil, because my ears aren't listening. Amen. You know, get people, uh, get people. And, and when, they're, when they're allowing these things that aren't of God to come in us, listen, we need to learn how to keep these things, you know, under, under control in our lives. Amen. You say, I... I and I'll close with this. Listen, I've talked to so many people, amen, prayed with so many people, talked the word with so many people, and they start telling me all these amazing things. Like, oh, oh man, this angel is telling me this. Man, I had this vision. I had this dream. These things were awesome. You know, you know as they keep on talking, they keep on talking. I stop and say, man, that's not from God. That's not from God. They say, oh, yeah, it was from God. I said, no, it's not from God. You say, why is that? Because it don't line up with the word. God's never going to go against what his word says. He has spoke this. He says that he, he, sets, he, sets, he sets the word even above his name. Amen. When he speaks, he's a man of integrity. He's a God, excuse me, of integrity. Amen. When he, when he speaks these things, it is an absolutely done thing. Amen. He doesn't go back on his word. He doesn't bend his word. It is what it is, and it's a full stop. So anything that's coming against you, anything that's, that's trying to manipulate it and bend his word is not reality. Amen. Now, don't make me be the bad guy when people come say these things. I say it's not of God because if it's not of God, it's not of God. Amen. What does I do? You just kick it to the curb. Just get rid of it. See, this is how Joseph Smith started the Mormon religion. Amen. To where I've talked to so many of these people, try to get them saved, and they're very difficult, amen, to get, to get reborn. You say, why is that? Because they're steeped in religion. They're, they're steeped in, in manipulation. Amen. Why? Because there was an angel that came down out of heaven. His name, I think, was Moroni or something like that, and came and gave some plates into, the, into Joseph Smith. And, and now a new doctrine of Christianity was formed, which, which they think it surpasses. It's, it's higher than the things that we have. They don't even know what the Word of God says, but they know what their book says. Amen. And I'm telling you, it's highly dangerous. It's highly dangerous. Why? Because what, what did Paul tell us in Galatians 1? He says, if we, if me, if Adrian, if Pastor Jason, Pastor Kimberly, if Pastor Rusty comes up here, if any of us come and minister to you, even an angel in heaven, if it's anything that's contrary to the word of God, let him be accursed. It says, let him be accursed. If anything doesn't line up with this, let it be accursed. Amen, because it's not from him. Amen, we know who it is from. Let it be accursed. I don't care who it's coming from. I don't care if it's coming from me. If it's not from the word of God, let it be accursed. Amen. We don't need to receive it. We don't need it. Amen. I'm telling you, if an angel comes to tell you something and it's not from the word of God, I'm telling you, church, let it be accursed. Let it be accursed. Why? Because God will always lead us by his spirit. Romans 8.14 doesn't tell us. As many that are led by the angels of God, those are the sons and daughters of God. 
us as, as many that are led by the Spirit. Amen. We have to allow His Word, we have to allow His Spirit to be our foundation in everything we're doing, church. His Word and His Spirit have to be the foundation of everything we do. And I tell you, that'll keep us on the, on the narrow path, that'll keep us in the will of God, and that'll keep us doing, not only doing, but being able to complete everything that He's asked us to do. Amen? Is that all right for you today? Amen. Next, maybe next week we'll talk a little bit about visions and dreams and how God will sometimes lead us by these spectacular things. Amen. Which are powerful, just like if an angel comes, it's powerful. Amen. But we got to be always very mindful, very mindful to make sure everything lines up with the word and not only with the word, but with our spirit that's on the inside of us. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we glorify your holy name, thanking you, Lord, for your goodness. Thanking you, Lord, for your kindness. Thanking you, Lord, for your mercy. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your leading of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, Lord, even the spectacular things. We thank you, Lord, where your angels have come and you've sent them to speak to us. Lord, we thank you for the visions and dreams. We thank you for all these amazing things, Lord, that you that you provide for us. But, Lord, we, we want to sit here. We want to decree. We want to declare, Lord, we, we are going to be led by your word. We'll be led by your spirit in everything we do. Anything that comes our way, we are going to qualify it by the spirit you placed on the inside of us and the word that you've, that you've given us personally. Lord, we thank you for it, Lord. We glorify you for it. Give us people a boldness, Lord, not to, not to bend under these things, but stand firm in your word so that we can grow by the meat that you feed us. Lord, we thank you for it, Lord. Lord, and as a Tradition of this church, Lord, as we, as we exit out of this place, so we stand on Psalms 91. But there shall no evil befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling place, Lord. For you give your angels charge over us. Lord, you sent them, their ministering spirits, you sent out for the heirs of salvation. You sent them out for us, Lord, we know they protect us. And we're thankful for it, because your word tells us that. But we thank you, Lord, that we have ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say, that we won't ever get close to stepping into the snare. Lord, that you can lead us, guide us, and direct us in everything that we do. Why? Because we're people that are committed unto the secret place of the Most High. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Lord, we're, we're people that desire to know you, desire to get fed by you, desire to be in one with you. So we thank you, Lord. We are protected in everything that we do. Whether we're going down the, the seaways, the, the railways, the airways, the motorways, even the walk, walk paths, Lord, that, that no wicked plan from a wicked man or the devil himself shall come against us or harm us, Lord, because we, we have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is having to say. Hmm. And we're thankful for it, Lord. We glorify you for it. We thank you for the righteous labor of our hands as we, as we begin this new week. Lord, that we're blessed in our coming and our going, Lord, that, that, that we will be a miracle in someone's life. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for divine opportunities, Lord, to minister your word. Lord, to set the captives free, to, to give deliverance unto, unto the captives, Lord, to, to bring forth healing unto the people that are desiring you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that our workplaces are our ministry opportunities, and we glorify you for it. We thank you for this church. We thank you for the ambassadors of Christ you've called each and every one of us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church, we are covered by the blood, we are empowered by your word, and we are anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located in the city at 76 Strand Road, and we would love for you to call in and join us. Details are on our website at islandchurch.co.uk.